How do I move back into the light? This is the Daily Disturbance Podcast with Anthony Pangilinan. Number one, acknowledge that you are in darkness. Admit your role if you must. Dennis Waitley, change the changeable. Accept the unchangeable and remove yourself from the unacceptable. Number two, decide that you want to do something about it. Some choose to be and to remain in darkness. You do know your numbers show this isn't the project worth pursuing. Yep. Your advisors have also cautioned you against it. Yep. Not to mention your spouse. Yep. And for the nth time, do you reaffirm that this initiative doesn't give you inner peace? Yep. So why do you choose to continue on with it? Sayang yung opportunity. Or your friend clearly knows the relationship isn't good for both, but has always one more justification why he or she can't let go. A decision has to be made, if only to ask a trusted person to take you away, where that thing, that obligation, or that relationship will be unable to reach your friend. Decide you want to do something about it. Number three, just turn on the lights. It was in 1844, John Patterson was perplexed why in spite of all the money he was making in his sawmill, he couldn't turn a profit. Turns out, his employees were stealing from him. Instead of simply firing people, reprimanding them, double-checking his staff, he made a simple decision to invest in a new invention called Ritty's Incorruptible Cashier. It was basically the first cash register, and it made it impossible for his staff to steal as every transaction was transparent and was recorded. Eventually, he made so much money that he bought the company that sold the machine and he formed the National Cash Register, one of the most successful U.S. businesses of his time. Turning on the lights may mean literally switching a light bulb on or making the unseen seen, as most counseling sessions are designed to achieve, and watching darkness flee on its own from the light. Oh, you tried switching the light on and it still won't light? Try replacing the bulb. Number four, use your voice and cry out for a rescue. Dial a friend. Call 911. Just ask for help. You do not have because you do not ask, Scripture reminds us. So, a co-alumnus of a school I went to whom I haven't spoken to in years, sends me an SMS just before Christmas and asks me how much I charge for counseling. Forget the charge, I told him. Let's just make that call. A very accomplished, highly distinguished, much older schoolmate pours his heart out over the phone for the next hour or so. And he thanks me profusely for practically just listening to him all throughout. Well, I did share an acronym or two, which he asked me to resend to him as he wasn't able to write them down. But essentially, the guy really just needed someone to talk to. He literally used his voice and cried out for help over the phone. I lent an ear and a few comforting and guiding words he needed to hear, which ushered in the light. Interestingly, he actually offered to Zoom 
even if he was blind. Use your voice. Cry out for a rescue. Number five, stay put. Drive out the spirit and lay claim to your land. And I quote James 4, 7, Submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. I can almost hear those movie lines when one cowboy tells another, This town ain't big enough for the two of us. There are times you need to hold your ground and just drive out the stubborn and unwelcome spirit of darkness. Just note the verse though. You need to call on and submit to a more powerful force first before you try to resist the enemy. Otherwise, it won't be darkness fleeing. It will be you. And finally, number six, take the darkness. Let it achieve its purpose and trust that the light will eventually come. There are challenges in my life that have been here for quite some time. The closest to me will know. Sometimes I feel like Paul who pleaded with God that thorns in his flesh be taken away sooner. But God let them stay. I'm not fully aware of what the purposes are, but I must say one of these challenges has humbled me, has kept me clinging to him for continuing support and expanded my creativity in problem solving like no other issue in my life. If only for these reasons, I am thankful. And I know those as closest to me are too. Moving back into the light calls for a need to number one, acknowledge we are in darkness. Number two, decide that we want to do something about it. Number three, just turn on the lights. Number four, use our voice and cry out for a rescue. Number five, stay put, drive out the spirit and lay claim to our land. Number six, just take the darkness. Let it achieve its purpose and trust that the light will eventually come. A-D-J-U-S-T. Adjust. What will you adjust today to, my friend, for a better end? There is a way or through this darkness. Join me in moving towards the light. What about the kind or kinds of darkness that truly overwhelm? Let's explore them together as tomorrow's disturbance.